If you have an unquenchable thirst to crush your bucket list, relentlessly pursue your dreams, and live life on your own terms, then turn up the volume and tune in. You're now listening to Zeph and Moses Blacksburg on the Year of Purpose podcast. This episode of the Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Zephan Blacksburg, and this is another episode of the Year of Purpose podcast. I'm joined today by Steve-O and Chanel, and they are two creatives with one wonderlust. Zero reasons to stay at home. They're currently traveling around the world in a quest to see how far from home they can get, literally to see how far they can travel from Johannesburg, South Africa, and figuratively to see how far they can push themselves outside of their comfort zones. And today they're joining me all the way from, where are you guys today? Salzburg, Austria. Austria. So, (laughs) wow, the fact that we can connect, you know, I'm here on the east coast of the United States. I don't even know how many thousands of miles away we are right now. It's a long, (laughs) I think if we had to fly, it would take us around 17 hours, I would say, or something silly like that. (laughs) So Um, you guys, if you were, if this was home, you would be a very far, far (laughs) ways away from home. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think um, we've, uh, we've done the maths and Hawaii is the furthest from South Africa we could get um, in a straight line distance. That's almost the end goal. We we need to get there because that's the furthest point directly on a globe. Oh, very cool. Well, so you guys have to tell me when you go there first because I'll have to meet you out there. That's one of the places (laughs) I've been to yet. You can take up some surf lessons. Right. So I want to hear about how this all got started because you know this when i heard about you guys i found you on instagram you guys have an account i think it's at how far from home right yeah yes that's it and so i found you guys on there and uh you know ultimately found your your blog online um i want to know where this all starts because it's such an inspiring thing and i think there's so many people that crave to do something like what you guys are doing uh but people don't take the action you know they don't do it because excuse after excuse so where were you guys when this all started? And uh, I'm sure people are going to wonder, you know, what type of jobs did you work? And, and ultimately, when was that decision to, to leave home? Yeah, I think um, we were like a lot of other people. We were all talk, no action for, for quite some time. Um, Chanel was always very, very keen on, on traveling the world. And she, you know, she, we'd been together for about four years before we left on our journey and um she had always been dropping hints and i was like yeah maybe maybe we should do this i don't know especially when you were sleeping yeah. i would I'd try brainwash whispering you. In my ear. <laughs> um but it got to a point where we both attended the 2014 design in darwin cape town and we um we got to witness a talk by mr stefan sagmeister about the power of time off and how it's really good for creativity and us both coming from the creative industry, we both worked in advertising. Um, Chanel was a creative director and I was an art director. Um, this really caught our attention, I think. And, um, you know, once once we heard his, his speech, it kind of hit home for us. And um, 
it was at the back of our minds the entire time, but I think this is when it actually happened. It was a catalyst, and it made us realize that this is something that maybe we can do. Maybe it's beneficial for us. It might not be the worst move for our careers because I think that's always one of the, the, the walls in front of you know, a decision like this. Um, and uh, I think from that point on, we decided this is something we could really do, and uh, we saved for a year. We, we didn't go out. We became hermit crabs at home. <laughs> and, um, and then a year later, we, we quit our jobs, which was, which was quite tough. Yeah, yeah qu- I think quitting was the hardest part because we both loved our work. It, it wasn't that we didn't like what we were doing. I think we just reached a level of comfort where um, it, was, it was almost too comfortable. We had routines and it was, it, it, it was advertising. Sure, it was exciting and stressful, but it was also the same thing every day. So... Um, you know, when you're at that point, your creativity isn't being stimulated, it's not being challenged. So um, after hearing Stefan's talk and, and, you know, seeing the benefits of it, we thought, well, you know, we're still young, <laughs> relatively, mm-hmm. we don't have much to lose, so why, why the hell not? And like, it, it really isn't a decision that most of us make overnight, and we, we did give it some, some thought, and we spoke to family members. They were obviously very encouraging, um, but it's bittersweet at the same time, and um, I think we followed our gut, and uh, we really felt that if we take a sabbatical, um, there could be potentially so much more we could do. I mean, so many doors could open, or even just you know, getting to see the world, which can't be so bad itself. (laughs) Very cool. cool. And so I'm just wondering, was there any particular part in, uh, in hearing that talk that really resonated with you only because it takes so many years to make a decision like this, right? You know, you guys have been considering it for quite some time. It wasn't just like, you know, you had thought about it and next week you're off. So I'm just curious from the standpoint of anyone who, you know, really wants to travel or up and go and do what you guys did. Do you think that there was any one part of that talk that really stuck with you and said, all right, we just have to do this? I suppose we can't speak for everyone, but um, for for creative people, the, the one thing I think that stood for us was the freedom to experiment and do whatever you want. And um, you know, we, we saw Stefan, he did some incredible um, projects in Bali and he just got to do anything he wanted. There was no, uh, no client brief, there was no deadline, well, of course, besides the year, but, you know, it, you just have complete freedom. And for us, that is, that is the, the unicorn that we're after, you know, it's, um, we can get up, we, we get up when, when we want to get up and we sleep when we're tired, we eat when we're hungry and we just, we create when we're inspired. And I think being on a trip like this, we just have so many opportunities and, and there is so much inspiration because you're taking in so many different cultures that um, our work has never been better. Our thinking is, has evolved. So, I mean, for, for anyone else considering it, like I would say, why aren't you doing it yet? You know, there's there's mm-hmm. really... Yeah, I mean, Stefan also spoke about how good it is to get away from your routine, your daily life. And as a creative person, this actually, it, it's, it's essential because you're doing the same things every day. And if you actually take some time to take a step back, you know, take a deep breath and reflect, um, your thinking becomes clearer. And I think you're open to more ideas, which as a creative person is quite important. 
I think that makes perfect sense. And I'm realizing a trend because I think this happens a lot with creative people. You know, I'm a videographer and I do some photo work from time to time. And I I think that when creatives get stuck inside of a box for so long, they really need to get out and explore. And that's exactly where, you know, this craving comes from to to travel and see the world. Um, So where did you get or how did you guys prepare for this you know obviously it took some time to ease out of the job and and you were saying how you saved up um was there anything else that you did to you know teach yourselves what it was going to be like or or what to pack i mean i'm sure you had way more belongings than you could take with you yeah so um the first step i think was figuring out what we actually wanted to do um you know the idea of of traveling the world it's it's too big you you almost need to pin it down and decide what do you actually want to do and um you know so we we put together a wonder list which is our version of a bucket list a traveling bucket list and we wrote down almost all the things we've always wanted to do and it gave us some sort of direction as to what we need to research and um you know, once once we knew that, then we could see, okay, well, how much money do you actually need to take a road trip around Norway? And and, and from there, the research almost began. And um, we found uh, a, a company called Workaway who organize, they basically partner up um, hosts with volunteers. So the hosts are offering accommodation and food, and then the volunteers can go and, and stay there, but, you know, in exchange for three to four hours of work a day. And for us, it's it's worked. It's worked like a dream. We've we worked at the top of Norway um, at a at a husky farm, or a husky lodge, um, working with seventy huskies. I mean, we went mushing with them. We we got to take a road trip up to the North Cape, which is the northernmost point of Europe. Um, you know, and and all it cost us was two flights to Norway. So when 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 you look at it like that, it, it is doable. And and you obviously need to choose what you want to do. You can't do everything, but you choose the specifics and, and then you go from there. And then we created a, a bit of an itinerary and we said, okay, well, let's be in Norway in May and then let's go spend my birthday in Copenhagen in June and, and so forth. And and so you you, you kind of start start mapping it out. Um yeah, and then I think once once you've decided on most of this, you obviously can't have things holding you back. So back home, um, we had to get rid of pretty much everything. We sold cars. We sold um, all our furniture, all our appliances. We, we, at the end, I think we will. We we've been left now with four bags, and one of those bags is filled with camera gear because we're both mm. both budding for photographers yeah. I guess so um, we had one bag full of camera gear and then three bags of clothes and miscellaneous things um, I suppose any tips for that I would say roll <laughs> roll your clothes because you can fit more in um, create a whole bunch of piles um, that you know you you have to take you maybe can take and then you don't really need and and kind of go from there um, yeah, and, and it's amazing how how little you actually need. That's what we're discovering. I mean, we, we're leaving stuff behind now as we go. I mean, I think I've left shoes in Athens yeah. because I, I didn't need them anymore. And I thought, oh, this is just weighing me down. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, as humans, we really don't need a lot. Very nice. And I, I love the mentality of minimalism and, you know, only using what you need. Um, it's I know it's hard as a person with camera gear, so I can definitely relate because yeah. I used to be years ago, I could pack everything I owned into my car within about an hour. 
Um, and now it's like I've got camera gear everywhere and there's just no way it would happen. Yeah, I know I'd be like that person who has three bags of camera gear and like a little backpack for my clothes. <laughs> so and the problem the is you always, want, you always want more camera gear, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a Our huge rule. problem. Our rule is if if um if it enhances your experiences, then it's worth it. Everything else you don't need. So, I I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, I would definitely follow that if I were getting ready to hit the road, and uh, you know, that's what I try to do even now when I travel within the country. Um, and so something that you guys brought up there, and I'm sure is on people's minds right now, is is always financials and how does all this stuff work? You know, you brought up a good point that there are places where uh, you can work and trade for you know your stay and your food, and um, maybe just talk a little bit about uh, financials and how uh, your perspective of money has changed since you guys started this trip. So um, we are using a called Trail Wallet. I think it was created by other travel bloggers um, and it's really useful. We we budget per month. So, um, you know, at, at the beginning of the trip, we took all the cash we had from the savings, from selling our cars, from selling our, our furniture. And then we said, okay, let's divide this between the 12 months and then let's stick to monthly budgets. Because I think if you if, <laughs> if you just want to go and spend you, after six months, you're going to be broke. So we, we were quite wise that way, I think. Um, and then we, we balanced it out. So some months we lie low and we do things for free, i.e. we take our camera out and we go for a walk. You know, sometimes people forget that you can do things for free. It, not, not everything costs. Um, and then on, then on other months we would, you know, plan um, more trips into yeah. Italian cities or Copenhagen or Stockholm or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think you just got to get a, a good idea of what you want to do, where you want to go, and how much that's going to cost. Um, and it uh, really is as simple as that. And you just got to stick to stick to that budget. Um, and and you also, I mean, you don't have to do all the touristy things. You don't have to um, eat at the most expensive restaurants. You know, we were we're kind of dining like locals in all these places because we're checking out like all the street food and, and it's cool. It's, it's, you know, three euros for a hot dog versus 20 euros for, for a massive meal at a restaurant two two shops away. So, you know, you, you don't always need to go the extravagant route. Um, yeah. And another one of the things which, which we have done this year, I mean, it might not be the best way, but it's the way we've done it is we booked a lot of our transport ahead of time. Uh, there's, is a benefit because you're going to be paying less the earlier you book. I'd say the downside is that if you start to like a certain country or place, you've got your, your ticket out of there booked already, so you wouldn't be able to extend your stay. Um, these are things that you know we're kind of finding out if it's good or bad, but it definitely saved us money in the long run. And then for accommodation, I mean, besides using Workaway and, and working, um, we we check out something like Hotels.com, Airbnb, uh, Hostel World. We're, we're constantly looking between the three and always going with the cheapest route. You know, for us, we're, we're not looking – the the trip's purpose is not to go and, and stay in luxurious accommodations in, in all the all the cities we, we go to. We, we just want to – have a bed, somewhere to stay, and then we go out and we and we explore. So for us, it's always the cheapest route. Right. And I'm sure in some locations, like I've been looking into Thailand as one of my next trips. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, there you can get a luxury apartment for, you know, like $20 a night, um, which is next to nothing. I mean, my my rent at my apartment here or at my townhouse here is probably more than the rent there for an entire month. So there are definitely some places where I'm sure you get the opportunity to live a little bit more comfortably. But you really I'm sure once you have your creature comforts of food, water, shelter and and entertainment, you know, you guys are pretty much set. Absolutely. I think we started out our, well, one of our second destinations was Norway. And Norway has to be one of the most expensive places in Europe and maybe possibly the world. <laughs> so I think we're heading off to Thailand um, this, weekend. this weekend. And I think we're also going to be a lot happier with the exchange rate. And that's another thing. We're coming from South Africa. And um, the South African rand isn't as strong as we wanted it to be. I think to the euro, it's 15 to 1. So. Um, plan on where you want to go. I think we wanted to see Norway, we wanted to see Scandinavia, but if we had to do this again, we definitely would go for uh, cheaper countries with a better exchange rate to our own. Yeah, and so you guys have been on the road for, is it over six months now? Uh, Hedging on eight months soon, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs) And so the original plan was just a year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the plan was a, a a year-long sabbatical, and um, but at the moment we actually have no idea what what the plan is. Um, a year will obviously be marked in February, so um, we are going back to South Africa. We have a wedding and a couple a couple prior arrangements that we have to attend. But um, other than that, we we're not entirely sure what our next plan is. So we quite like it that way. We're, we're trying to stay in the moment and, and enjoy the ride. But um, I, if, I mean, if we had it our way, we'd probably wouldn't give this life up we'll do it for as long as we can i think yeah <laughs> yeah definitely i mean it, it sounds like you're having experiences that you know some people only dream of and uh to do that for a year i'm sure you'd be hungry to go back for more you know it's always great to to stop back at home and see family and friends mm. and you know they're probably watching your adventures right now and saying oh i wish i could be there and Um, so it it must be a really good feeling to be able to go back and at least share that with them and, and know that you could go back out at any point in time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about just where you guys have been since you started, because you've been out for almost a year, you know, we're three quarters of the way through a year and, um, you know, what were some of your favorite experiences? Did you ever uh, run into any scary experiences in certain cities or anything like that? So um, we've done most of Europe. Um, that's that's been a huge priority for us. We both have European roots, so for us, it was it was all about getting to the roots and, and seeing um, the beautiful cultures. And, and it's so convenient in Europe because you hop on a train, and, and ten minutes later, you're in a different country. So we've really enjoyed it. We um, we've done Austria um, quite a lot. We've yep. done Germany, most of Scandinavia. We've done Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. Mm-hmm. Then um, we've done Greece and Italy and um, and Turkey. Turkey, yeah, and Turkey most recently. So, yeah, a lot of Germany, Central Europe has kind of been where we've been been hanging out for a lot of the time. Yeah, and I mean so, some of the highlights. I, I think I mean we we went sailing for five days through through Greek Isles, um, which was which was incredible. We went and met up with some friends there. We got to hang out with um, friends who are actually holidaying in, in Istanbul. So friends from Johannesburg flew out to Istanbul. And, of course, we had to drop everything and go see them. So that was that was very rewarding. Then we worked at a dog training facility in, in Italy, close to Florence, 
which was incredible. Um, I think just the 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 zest from from living with such um, selfless people was was eye opening for us. We did a a month in Sweden. Um, and we we also decided to go unplug that month. So that was a very interesting month for us because we part of one of the things we wanted to do this year was to go unplugged completely from the internet and from family and friends. So um, during our month in Sweden, it was quite hard because the the weather there wasn't great. I mean, it was five degrees in the yeah, middle of I mean, summer. Yeah, I it mean, it's midsummer and, and it's just <laughs> raining and cold, and we like. <laughs> This is what they. This is what they live for. Yeah, and and um, that was one of our workaway experiences where the jobs we had to do was was cleaning toilets and doing laundry. So we've got that. We've got rain outside, and and we completely disconnected from the world. So that month, I think itself was was an eye opening experience. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Um, and then I think just the time in Norway, working at the Husky Lodge. I mean, driving up to the North Cape and. Um, Spending my birthday in Copenhagen, eating at Noma. There's sure we've had some incredible lots. I mean, we saw yeah. the midnight sun in in Norway, which is something we've been wanting to see for a while, um, which just blew our mind away. And it seems that every place we go, we say this is our new favorite city. <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that would give me a hard time too, because I would just I would want to stay, but then you're tempted by you know a, a new place you want to go see and. You don't want to leave, but it, that's so cool. It's a cool. good problem to have. Yeah. And so, you know, a big fear that people have in traveling, you know, not only money-wise, which you guys have totally crushed, which is great. I, I love when when you have a really cool solution. So you guys had, you shared a great app. You shared, uh, you know, a great opportunity to work in trade for a living and food. Um, a lot of people are concerned just about how safe it is in certain areas and, and crime rates and things like that. Um, have you guys been safe the whole trip? I mean, I know that in Europe it's a little different than in Asia or somewhere else, but just curious to hear from your standpoint, you know, uh, what's yeah. it been like? We've been perfectly safe and everything's actually been really, really good. Um, I think coming from South Africa, I mean, we both love South Africa, but the crime rate there is incredibly high, especially in Johannesburg, which was our, our hometown. So I think we're kind of used to knowing knowing boundaries and knowing what you should be doing and you shouldn't be doing you know going into city centers at 11 o'clock at night not not the best idea so i think we, we're kind of prepared for that already um i think the the only i would say miserable situation that we've had was um coming from munich to to salzburg we we got stuck at the border because of the refugee crisis so that hit us quite hard um, all trains were cut off and we'd booked a train previously, so we, we knew nothing about it. And um, we had to somehow get a bus and then find some a German lady who would help us. And it, it was a bit of a mission, but but we got around to it. But um, besides that, we've no, we I think we've always got each other's back as well. So it, it helps when you're traveling with someone. Yeah, definitely. I've always met up with people along the way, even when I do travel solo. Um, and I think that you're absolutely right. As long as you just, you know, use your brain and, and think smart about things, then uh, you probably don't run into much. And that's really great to hear because I know that some people are afraid to, to travel just because of that. Um, and there really should be no reason for them to hold back. So how are you guys, you know, documenting this trip? You know, what is, I know you guys have a blog and, um, you know, what are you going to do with the story when you go back home at the end of the year? 
Sure. Yeah, we, I mean, I think we like to stay present. So we haven't quite um, thought about how or what we're going to do with our story and what we're going to, uh, if we're going to take it anywhere. But I mean, we started off with Instagram for us um, as creatives and we love photography. It seemed like the perfect, perfect fit to document our travels. And luckily enough, we've actually got some some coverage on Instagram so far, which has actually really helped us. The nice thing is that we're growing a community on our Instagram account and they're giving us things to do. If we say we're going to Istanbul in two days' time, we get so many um, suggestions. suggestions. We've met up with a few people. So it's almost becoming a new way of traveling for us, um, which is it's, it's, it's really interesting and it's eye-opening and it just makes you can connect with so many people. Um, and then we're obviously blogging at the same time, which we love to do. Um, Chanel's a great writer. She does mo- most of the writing. And that's just almost like a diary for us. A diary uh, and, and a portfolio for yeah. our work. I mean, as we, um, you know, take photos and create art and meet up with people, that's that's kind of where we document uh, everything. And it's also where we house our, our wanderlust. So as we do things, we cross them off. And, and then, um, the, I mean, Steve just spoke about the, the this community that we've built up. And, and as people say, Send us suggestions of things to do and places to go. We're adding it to the wonder list. So it started out with 69 mm. items, and now it's sitting on like 350 of things <laughs> to do. So, ah, so we need to get to it and, and do all these things. That's awesome. That's so cool. And so, what advice do you have for anyone who, you know, sees people like you doing this and says, oh, man, you know, I, I dream of doing this. Uh, what is it that you would want to say to them? I'd say, why haven't you done it? Honestly, um, what we've learned is that it doesn't close any doors. It opens doors, um, whether you're just making friends with people all around the world um, or as I said earlier, you're just getting to see to see different places and different cultures. You're learning that every culture has a, a different way of doing things. And it shows you that you don't have to do something a certain way. There's other ways to do things and they can all be as successful uh, as the rest. And, and I would say don't fear the, the financial side of it. Um, there are ways around it. You know, using services like WorkAway, you, you – you can go and you can stay with a family and they'll cover all the costs that you need. And there are ways around it. You don't have to be, um, you know, turned back by that. Yeah. I think, Um, I think with a little bit of financial planning, um, and almost having no ties back home, you don't want a cell phone contract that you have to pay, um, or a gym contract that you have to pay. These are some of the smaller things that you need to think out. So give yourself enough time, plan for a year, a year and a half. Um, I would say find someone to do it with. It's Mm -hmm. definitely easier than traveling alone. Uh, you can share the load, whether it's booking and, and just financially. And, um, Hmm. What else? I'm trying to think. Just Um, have fun. Be curious because you just need to learn, learn, learn. That's the whole point. And and also be prepared that the hardest part of this trip is saying goodbye to the people that you meet. Um, Mm. I think for us that has been the. I mean, we we've been in tears saying goodbye to huskies and their owners, and Mm. it's it's tough because. When, when you get such a great relationship um, going with people like this, you become part of their family and, you know, you, you're there for four weeks and then you leave and then it's like, oh, I might never see you again. Yeah, and on that note, it's just people help you out. We found that you're almost not alone when you're traveling. Um, 
like the, the connections you have with people and the, it's the human spirit is just really, really good. And um, we've been we've been offered some places to stay. We've been offered food. We've been offered all sorts of things. People and stop us in the road when, when they see we're looking at a map. They're like, please, you know, can I help you? And it's like, oh, sure, please. I have no idea how to pronounce these things. So <laughs> it's, it's very cool. So if you could pick one place as a starting point that you recommend to people, which country do you think, or even city, do you think that people should go to? Wow. Um, sure. It is tough. I think one of our favorite cities is other than Salzburg, Austria, just because we love it, um, mm -hmm. is Copenhagen. Copenhagen is really, really cool. Um, the people are very friendly. It's a beautiful city. And uh, I would suggest uh, hiring a bike to go around that. And then maybe if you can't afford it, do a bit of Scandinavia and then work your way down into Europe. Awesome. Well, I think that sounds like a plan. I might have to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, Steve-O and Chanel, this has been awesome. I want to make sure that people can, you know, follow your journey and, and listen to your story. Uh, what is the best place for them to keep track of where you guys are and, and to support you guys in this? So, I think, I mean, predominantly our blog, which is howfarfromhome.com, and then um, on Instagram at howfarfromhome. We're also on Twitter at howfarfromhome. And then our personal um, Instagram accounts, we, we kind of show more more imagery. So, if they want, it's uh, at Chanel Cartel and at Steve O'Dernberger. But you can get everything on the blog, so you can get go there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, guys. And, you know, enjoy the rest of the journey. Thank and you. I'm excited to see what happens after this year and uh, what next year has in store for you. Thanks so much. And maybe we'll come meet up with you in Washington. You should. I'm happy to give you guys a tour. I hear nice. I'm a pretty good tour guide. So let me know. Yay. Cool. Right. Thank you. <laughs> This episode of The Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. I've discovered what I think is the world's most effective process to design your path in life. It'd be a shame if I didn't share it. In Life Rescripted, you will discover the number one strategy for determining your life purpose and how you can start a new path today. The 5X life hack rule for accomplishing your dreams and designing your life on your own terms five times faster. The ultimate solution for fear and how you can leverage it right now to make this year your best year yet and so much more. Reserve your spot in line to get a free copy at www.liferescriptedbook.com and I will see you in the next episode.